Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, it's announcement mania as we go through all the new devices from Motorola, Samsung, LG, Asus, Sony, Dyson, and more. We also talk about the iCloud celebrity photo hack, the Fire Phone getting its price slashed, and we preview the big Apple announcement this week. It's a really great episode of Don't Panic. We're happy to be back, and we hope you are too. It's coming up next. This is Don't Panic, episode number 62, recorded September 8th, 2014, on the motos, the gears, and the G-Watch R. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that, I don't know, talks about technology. Uh, I'm Sean Jennings, and I'm joined by two of the greatest tech minds ever. Uh, the first host, <laughs> uh, he pox the ka in, ba- in uh, Harvard Yard, that would be Colby Rabidou. And yeah. of course, uh, also joined by the man who is going to vote for his own independence from the UK, that would be Dan Miller. <laughs> Can you do a Scottish accent, Sean? I might. No, I can't. No, uh, <laughs> no accents are terrible. Uh, but technology knowledge is not. And that's why we're here, guys. It's so good to have all three of us back on the show after uh, a couple weeks of being all it over really the place. Is. Yeah, there's, there's so much less latency it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, three yeah. hours less for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> feels good. Yeah, you know, it certainly does feel good to be back. We're glad you all are here with us. Uh, I'll remind all of you out there that we do the show Monday nights uh, at our website, don'tpanic.io, and you should follow us on social media at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and Don't Panic Show on Facebook. Uh, but all the links are on the website, so go there, check that out. Um, you can also get past episodes and subscribe from our website. Um, We've got a ton of news to talk about. We didn't have a show last week because of the Labor Day holiday um, and the fact that no one was available. So uh, <laughs> we've got a ton of announcements to cover. You know, uh, we'll get the big deal out of the way first. The big Apple announcement is tomorrow. We know that 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, 10 p.m. Pacific uh, out there in California. And those crazy Californians. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Apple in their big, mysterious white box. I don't know if you've seen that. I- that was I saw your thing today, or I saw that in the the survey thing you sent out. Yeah, I, what, what is it? Yeah, so Apple is I... Apple's not having the event at their usual locations. Instead, they're having it at the Flint Center. Interestingly enough, the site where um, they announced the Mac way back in the day. Uh, but Apple, rather than use their existing structures, has um, assembled a large white box thing that the event is going to be held inside of um nobody knows what's in the magic white box um so that that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> so have we confirmed that the event itself is taking place in the white box yes it's not taking place in the place that it said it's taking place in like isn't there a venue at the address that journalists got an invite to yes a pre-existing venue uh-huh it is not taking place in that venue that was already there. That is the leading theory that I. That oh, I that's, that's, we don't know that. No, at the they okay. could get there and direct them one way or another. It's not like there's tickets with assigned seats. But the theory is that they're going to have the event in the box. Why would the box need to be so big if it didn't need to fit? You know, a, a thousand journalists all sitting in chairs. Maybe that's just my theory. You're my right theory now, is it's not a. My theory is it's just I don't know. It, I don't know. I I got I don't have high hopes that it'll be exciting for some reason I don't know. I bet it's the, the white box part. I also don't have high hopes that I'll want a wearable that Apple announces. Me either. But I don't I don't think I want a wearable that anyone else announced either. So. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. Sean is shaking his head. For shame. For shame. And you call yourself technology enthusiast. <laughs> Shocked and appalled. <laughs> Watches are the future. Mm. You think about that. No, watches uh, seem pretty far entrenched in the past. But not if Apple does it, Dan. Now it's cool. it'll be cool if Apple does it. That's right. Yeah. Well, maybe. It'll be like phones. Phones used to be lame. And Apple made one. Although the yeah. Razor, the Motorola Razor was pretty awesome. That's true. So smartphones yeah. were lame. Maybe we should be specific. A fair point. Although I had a Palm back in the day, and that thing was awesome. Anyway, we're getting off track. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a ton of Apple coverage later in the show, and 
uh, next week, but I will tell all of you out there, we're doing our own little mini prediction pool. I put together 12 questions about everything Apple is expected to announce. All three of us have taken it. We're inviting you guys out there to take it, and on next week's show after the announcement, we're going to go down the list and see who scored the highest. Uh, guys, are you confident in your answers? No. Not at all. <laughs> no. I'm, I wasn't um, confident in your choices, uh, not choices, uh, options necessarily either. I mean, I think it's just as likely that the thing that is true won't even have been an option on the survey. That's absolutely true. <laughs> you're, you're right. It was based off of uh, prevailing theories and not necessarily reality, but uh, it's not going to stop me from declaring somebody a winner. So go online, <laughs> uh, bit.ly slash Apple launch. Uh, and you can take the survey. It's open to anybody and see how you rack up against us. We'll announce the winners and some of the high scores on next week's show. But let's jump right into the news. Um, we've got here some 15 different announced products this week. It's a lot to get through. Big events from Motorola, Samsung, uh, Sony, uh, and others. We're going to get started, though. We've each gone through and picked a device we want to talk about, something that was announced. Uh, after that, we're going to do a few other news stories, and then towards the end of the show, we're going to do a lightning round, or we're going to get through all these announcements super quick. So uh, yeah. maybe I will start us out and talk about Motorola. Uh, they announced four items this week. One of the big highlights was the uh, highly anticipated Moto 360. This was their round smartwatch running Android Wear, um, sort of the first big round smartwatch uh, out of the Android Wear program. Uh, 249 available now, sold out in the Google Play Store, maybe available in your local Best Buy. Um, we've talked about this on the show before, so it's not a surprise. What is interesting is the early reviews are uh, extremely positive. Uh, battery life seems very reasonable, usually about a day uh, with wireless charging uh, included. So you just, you know, put it in its little holder. Um. <laughs> And, of course, it runs Android Wear, which puts it on par with many other um, wearables from Android. Uh, you know, it's not a customizable interface, so you're going to see that consistent uh, across all Android Wear devices. Uh, but, overall, I think it's uh, it's a really... What, is the yeah, what does the charger look like? I can't find any pictures of what it looks like when it's charging. Yeah, it's a little, like, half-circle holder thing. Uh, that you just set it in. It's kind of oh. hard to describe, but it's... Google answered my question. It's There you go. <laughs> um, ah. So, I haven't seen this review yet because it hasn't loaded. Um, <laughs> but... so for, the, for those watching along at home, what, what was your download speed on speed test, Colby? Uh, 0.16 megabits per second. Yeah, so uh, about 160 kilobits per second. That's actually faster than dial-up, I think. It's. I'm uh, sorry. It's it's slower than 160 kilobits per second. So okay. it's like it's like 20 to 30 kilobits per second. Ah, okay. That's yeah. That's in solid dial-up range. So that's yeah. the kind of internet that Colby's dealing with right now. And it's a marvel that Skype can deliver this show to him right now. I, I uh, I'm not sure I understand why. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know how this is working, but UDP. lucky for all of you, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, so, anyways. My, yeah. So yeah, but in any case, I haven't seen this The Verge review. But I did read the Ars Technica review of the Moto 360 the other day. It was not not particularly positive. They were pretty much like, it's kind of nice, but it has a shitty old processor and it's super slow and the battery life is terrible. Um, terrible? Yeah, well, comparatively to the others, they said it was pretty bad. Like, heavy usage, you'll see yourself recharging like two or three times a day. Which, um, I don't know. They... They they seemed pretty pretty I don't know on the negative side about it, um, but I I didn't do more reading again because it's too much work. Yeah, I will to, say the uh, the Verge review agrees. Frustrating battery life, um, but according to the Verge, uh, 
where was I? If you're buying a smartwatch today, spend 249 and get the Moto 360. That's an easy call. Hmm. Cool. So that was their review. Um, I, I mean, honestly, the it big... does have worse battery life than the other two smartwatches, though. Isn't that true? Uh, which with the Looking other two? These graphs on Ars Technica, uh, the Gear and the LG G Watch. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think guess. that's going to be a consistent problem on all these watches, especially with a full-color display. And, you know, you don't see that with an e-ink-type Pebble watch, but I think on all these, right. you're, you're going to see battery issues. I mean, it's basically a tiny smartphone, right? So, like, it does a lot of stuff. Yeah, those displays and uh, radios are going to eat battery for breakfast, you know? Um, especially, and it, you know, what's really interesting is the Moto 360, I mean, they're, they've made a big deal about the battery life and I've seen on Twitter every, everywhere from, I got, you know, six hours of battery life to, I got 16. And I think that's Mm. really, you're going to get very specific results depending on, are you getting notifications constantly or do you get two a day? You know, are you constantly okay Googling it or, you know, I I think, I think that's really a big factor. But I think you're right. I think that is a, a serious issue for these watches moving forward. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like I at least would want my watch to get the same battery life as my phone. At the very least, really, I think I would want it to get much better battery life than my phone. Um, but I guess it's we'll have to wait. Be patient. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. My sort of question comes in with the round versus square versus rectangle band style wearable, you know, styling. I, I just, I kind of, I find it fascinating. One of the issues that reviewers found with the Moto 360 is that as much as Android Wear claims it's designed to be used on both round and square displays, they found a lot of menus were cut off. A lot of things were out to the sides of the screens where you can see them because of the round shape. And I, I I wonder if outside of Android, if other, whether it's Tizen or Apple or whoever is going to find issues with round displays, especially when it comes to user interface and, and things like that. Yeah. Well, so for Apple, I would expect from Apple that Apple will either have a round display or a square display. Um, having both this, both shapes does not seem like a very Apple-y thing to do. No, um, yeah, I agree. So I, I, would, I would not expect to see inconsistencies like that from Apple. Fair enough. Uh, but for the other players, yeah, I'll buy that. For I mean, for the other, like, Android Wear base devices um i think i would i wouldn't be surprised i guess right so it's like the same the same base mm-hmm. yeah maybe the most frustrating thing for me is it's a cool watch people kind of like it it's relatively successful and it won't work for the tens of millions of iphone owners <laughs> and that just pisses me off about these things like i want this you know, mm-hmm. and, and and I couldn't even if I wanted to. So that's irritating. Yeah. That's fair. Um, all right. Well, unless you guys have any other thoughts on the 360, we can move on uh, to another Moto device. Colby, you had the first edition of the Moto X. Yeah. Um, have or had? I still, I still have it. Somewhere. <laughs> Floating around. Yeah, it's right here. Yay. Oh. Um Oh wait, am I tethered to my phone right now? Maybe no I'm not. <laughs> I was like, maybe that's why the internet's working. What explain it? Um, <laughs> um Yeah, so I've been using the Moto X for I guess a, about eight months, nine months now. Yep. Um I like it. I'm a fan. It's pretty solid. And Motorola announced the new version, which is also called the Moto X, which I like. Um, it has it has metal edges. 
and according to The Verge, it feels really great in your hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I assume it will still come with all the, the Motorola's unique features like the OK Google always listening um, contextual thing it does. Um, it's also, I think the screen is bigger and like that was one of the, the verges, like three good stuffs. It's like the display is big and delightful and it, it got a 10 out of 10, um, in the display category. Uh, it's also supposed to be pretty fast. Got a 10 out of 10 there. Um, where it's lacking battery life. I did not stumble across a battery life section in the article. Uh, isn't one of the reasons you got the Moto X because it wasn't that big? Yeah. Um, (laughs) nailed him. Well, so (laughs) I'm not, do you know how big it is now? I, I assume it's not, this one isn't that much bigger. Yeah, the new one is 5.2 inch. Right. I I assume the old one is 4 point something. 4.7. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's half an inch bigger. It seems pretty significant to me. Yeah, on the diagonal, I guess that is probably pretty significant. Um, Yeah, I do, I mean... I would be interested to see one in real life because one of the things I do really like about it is that it's not gigantic. Um, and it keeps all the uh, the cool features from the original Moto X, the always listening and the the passive display. Yep. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it, this... This article suggests that the battery life is slightly better than the the old Moto X. So I guess that's cool. Um, I mean, I, I love the phone. They still do the Moto Maker thing, too. So, like, you can get all the crazy colors and put your name on it and stuff, um, which, which I like. And you have I'm, more options now because you can get leather as well. Whoa. And I've seen, and I have seen, you can't see it on the video, Colby's phone, the black with the orange edging slick mm. yeah. yeah it's real nice yeah i'm not uh, go ahead so one of the things i like is it's unclear to me how how different it is but the like the, it it looks like the the bevel on the edge like in the front screen is thinner and like one of the things i i don't like about the current one is that you can like the edge is like um like opaque plastic like the bevel is opaque plastic and then you can like it like drops in like it doesn't drop in it's it's flat but then the glass is there and like you can see in and it looks very strange i think i don't like the way it like you can see into it um i wish it looked like it were more kind of flush and uh i don't really get that strange look that from the new one at least not in the pictures on, on the internet. So we'll see if that was something that bothered anyone else besides me. Now, Colby, I have to ask, one of the issues I know they had with the original Moto X was the camera. Uh, yeah. And that it didn't have great performance. A, uh, well, I guess the only question is, did, did you see that issue with yours? I mean... Because I've seen photos I, you've taken. Maybe you only post the good ones, but they seem to be yeah. reasonable. I mean, so I, I don't think I'm not a huge picture person. Um, I'm not exact. Do you by any chance remember what their specific complaints were? Like, what is camera performance? I think it was a um, a color uh, saturation issue and a brightness issue, if I remember correctly. I mean, I've never had like a brightness problem. I, to be honest, I don't think I'm. Uh, opinionated enough to have a contrast problem um i do like i have had to run into some weird like focusing behavior where i just can't get it to focus on the thing i want it to focus on um which is a little frustrating sometimes but like um for what like for what i do 
with it. I've I've never had a problem with it. So maybe you know, if you're a, a photo enthusiast, it might not be up to snuff, but it works fine for me. You heard it from Sean. My pictures look look all right. So <laughs> yeah, they, all right, Colby. They looked <laughs> iPhone good. So listen to that press. Yeah, uh, I mean, it has a, it has the camera is good. I think it takes like high. I mean, it's, it takes big pictures. There are many megapixels, and they seem to look like they looked in my mind. <laughs> there are many megapixels. And the new phone has three more, so you get that. Well, I'll also point it's got to be better. The new, megapixels Moto X, is. the new Moto X is uh, cheaper. It's $99.99. Uh, and unlike the first one, if you remember nice. correctly, what bothered me, the first Moto X was an AT&T exclusive for a good length of time, and Moto Maker was an AT&T exclusive for a good length of time. This has an extremely narrow exclusive, but it'll be available widely soon. So um, I think that's a really good thing as well. And it'll is be it, on all the major carriers. Is it exclusive on AT&T again? Yes, but it's it's like a matter of days it's exclusive. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. So I had another question. Yeah. Mm. Think about it. Never mind, it's gone. I'm excited. I think this phone looks cool. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd buy it again. I think if I was keeping my Android phone. <laughs> I mean, I I'm just happy they're Ooh. good. They're <laughs> they're good Android phones outside of uh, Samsung. Because I don't want yeah. Samsung to be the big <laughs> name in the market. And between this right. and the HTC One, um, I think there are some really good Android phones out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like to see someone else. I mean, I don't know if you watch the show at all. You know, I bitch about Samsung software all the time. So I, I would like to see any of the other two or three big Android makers take a chunk out of their. Yeah. In stuff. fact, today on the subway, I saw a, an ad. Or as they say in the UK, I learned an advert uh, that had QR codes for one thing. But not only did they have well a QR code, they had multiple QR QR codes. I, and not I know only exactly did they have one for Android and one for iTunes, but they also had two more for Samsung, depending on yeah. which model of Samsung phone you had. Oh uh, yeah, was it what? Was that that like educational book ad thing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was there. That was in the subway the, when I was in New York. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> I remember seeing it and being like, "That's that's stupid." <laughs> well, uh, we are gonna move on. Uh, we're gonna go through Samsung later in our lightning round because they announced products nobody cared about. Um, <laughs> like literally everyone immediately forgot but first uh dan wants to talk about uh james dyson and his creepy robotic army he's building tell us more dan <laughs> yeah so iphone welcome our robotic vacuum cleaner overlords uh so like last summer i considered getting a roomba a roomba uh, just because it's pretty cool. Like, that was really my only uh, criteria. Uh, but I did some research, as I want to do, and figured that if I did get a Roomba, it probably wouldn't work because through all of the rooms in my house is this really big lip that you can't... The Roomba just would probably assume is a wall, and it's ramped. Like, you couldn't get over it. I don't know why it's there. The apartment's really old. Uh, so I was really excited when Dyson announced their version because I thought, oh, maybe they'll solve this problem and it can get over bigger obstacles. Uh, and sure enough, it has tank treads, so it can climb over, like, anything. Uh, plus, it looks really cool. And that's all I really have to say about it because no one's actually used it yet. Uh, and most of the images online are 3D renderings, not actual pictures. But there are actual pictures of it. Uh, it looks really cool. Uh, there's no price. So, yeah. at least I don't think there's a price. 
Yeah, some uh, other things to note. There is a 360-degree camera on top of the... Yeah, with like the uh, uh, Google self-driving car radar technology thing. Yep, so it'll yeah. be able to actually yeah. see the furniture in your house and the types of floors and obstacles um, and yeah. work around them. The yeah. uh, I will note it is being released in Japan first, hitting, re- hitting retail there in spring of 2015 with other countries to follow later in the year, so you probably won't see this in the U.S. until the second half of 2015. Well, well, guess I know where I'm going in the spring of 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I didn't know you were sewing a vacuums. Uh, excellent. Well, some good stuff. We're going to have more. What can I say, Sean? I'm a sucker for vacuums. I'm just not going to respond to that. Um, <laughs> some things are just... Colby gave me the thumbs up. That's a that's an ex-Facebook like right there. <laughs> oh, <Feels> man. <laughs> I don't know um, if it means anything anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's move on from announcements for a minute. Uh, we'll get back to that. But first, some other news. Any particular story up here towards the top of the rundown you guys want to tackle? Or anything I didn't include on here? Uh, the iCloud thing's been pretty big. Yeah, we can mention this. Um if you, uh, those of you out there, I won't get into the whole... We're going to stay on the tech side of this debate uh, because I don't yes, really want to get into the other side. But uh, the short version <laughs> is a series of celebrity nude photos was released on uh, the internet. The tech side of this is where the photos came from. It's believed celebrities' iCloud accounts. Now, the original theory running was that uh, Apple got hacked. There was actually a known vulnerability Apple had since patched, uh, but people initially thought that was what done it. Uh, Apple came out, uh, did a full investigation alongside the FBI, and determined it was not, in fact, uh, an issue or vulnerability with the iCloud service, but rather user accounts were brute hacked um, by just figuring, you know, brute forcing the password. Um, so you use a, a simple password, and uh, you can guess. You can try a password pretty quickly. A computer can try them really quickly. And so you have to make sure that your password is very unlikely to ever be guessed to prevent, to protect yourself from those kind of things. You're absolutely correct. The other interesting half of this debate, now you may say to yourself, well, Sean, uh, Apple has two-factor authentication. Hey, hey, you. Uh, Apple has two-factor <laughs> authentication. If only the celebrities had turned that on, this wouldn't be a problem. Well, you'd be wrong. Because Apple only two-factor authenticates some logins and not all logins. Your full iPhone backup in the cloud does not require two-factor authentication to get access to. If you do it through... Um, I forgot how they did it. But apparently you can get access to the full iPhone or iPad backup in the cloud without with just the password not requiring two-factor authentication. A clear issue with Apple security. That seems bad. It absolutely does. Huh. But there was a reason. I don't... I sh- maybe shouldn't say it. I don't have two-factor turned on for Apple because I never thought it was <laughs> particularly effective. No, to be honest. Because it only covers a select group of their products. Right. Yeah. I, to be honest, I didn't even know Apple had two facts. I know. I just assumed I didn't, they. I didn't either, really. Yeah, it, it was it was a real half-assed measure that they barely you know talked about. To mm-hmm. be completely honest, um, and the fact that that these full backups were in the cloud, just available to download with your user password. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's something Apple has to consider, especially as they get more and more into these cloud services, which it's pretty clear they are. Um, that they need to make sure this is secure. Now, Apple has since um, announced they're going to work on it. They have already put in place a system that sends you an email if someone logs in on an unauthorized or unusual machine, uh, which is, I think, a good first step. Um, But they're going to have to continue to work to uh, make it clear. Yeah, I agree. Hmm, That's interesting. I, I hadn't I hadn't followed up on that since like before before I moved. 
Um, so yeah, cool. That's interesting. I mean, it sucks for those people. I, I think the good news for most people is that people don't care about your fucking iCloud pictures, but <laughs> um, for for the select few people where the rest of the world does care about their iPhone, I, iCloud pictures, that's not great. And another thing I'll point out is after this happened, I thought about it. A, I don't even know if my photos are synced into iCloud. And B, I don't even know how I would get them from iCloud. <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> you know, I... like... Well, there's that photo stream thing, right? Which I've... Okay, I had it turned on at one point. Where do the photos go, Dan? Where do the photos go? Mm-hmm. Don't they, they go I have never used that. And then they they are deleted after 30 days, I believe. Okay. Like, your last 30 days of photos are in PhotoStream. And if you have iCloud, I mean, if you have iPhoto, iPhoto, like, downloads the photos from your PhotoStream onto your computer. But I'm pretty sure you don't have infinite photos in PhotoStream. But I don't know. Because I, I haven't had... you. you I'm no longer qualified to answer this question. <laughs> uh, no, Were you I... qualified? What? Were you ever qualified? Yeah, like eight months ago when I still had an iPhone. Oh. Which is fair. I just... I, I don't even know if an Apple genius could explain to me how <laughs> photo stream and, and iCloud works. I mean, it's... I yeah. don't, don't want to say so, it's half-assed because that's not fair. See, so I, I have it turned on on my phone. Uh, it says automatically upload new photos and send them to all of your iCloud devices. Okay, so are my photos on my iPad? See, I, I don't even know how this works. I know this is really interesting radio. <laughs> I think that it will, like, send them. So if you could somehow register, maybe... This is my theory. If you could register yourself as an iCloud device, then you could receive people, someone's pictures as they take them, but you would have to always be listening. You couldn't just wholesale retrieve all the ones ever taken. Maybe. Uh, before we move on, maybe we'll take uh, two seconds. Uh, how do you guys sync your photos off your phone since it doesn't seem like anyone's using iCloud as their primary? I'll just say, I, I use I, Dro- I, Dropbox and Carousel which does have two-factor authentication, not to brag. Uh, I think we talked about this before. Yeah, what's We have talked about this before. I use picturelife.com. I have... I have picturelife on my phone, and I think that syncs all my photos. I also have, like, Google Plus does it on my phone. Um, Generally, though, I just, like, upload the photos I took to Facebook from my phone. (laughs) Um, not so I guess sometimes usually I get them I don't know what I do like I said I don't take that many pictures I take I, I take pictures like if I'm traveling somewhere I don't I don't take very many pictures that I don't share immediately from my phone day to day fair enough yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on. Another story. Uh, you remember the Amazon Fire Phone? Fire Phone. Yes. Well, if you do, you're one of about four people. Uh, since, <laughs> since nobody was buying them, Amazon went ahead and cut the Fire Phone price to just 99 cents. Uh, this is a phone, mind you, that was launched only two months ago. Uh, <laughs> is this, this is 99 cents on contract, right? It is. You're absolutely right. And it comes, mind you, now, if you want to talk about a good deal, it still comes with a year of Amazon Prime included. A $99 value. So even if you, (laughs) so even if the phone is mediocre, you still kind of, you know, well, I guess you lose it on a two-year data contract, but. (laughs) Yeah. You lose less than you would have. That's what the price should have been uh, initially. They should have given and that's it kind away. of what we were expecting. Yeah, it, it, I think I cannot believe 
$199 was the price of this phone nobody had ever heard of that didn't do anything particularly staggeringly amazing. Uh, one estimate put that fewer than 50,000 of the phones are currently in use. Um, mind you, that's compared to multi-millions of Samsung and Apple and, and these other services. So that's a pretty abysmal figure. It's a bummer. Do you think 99 cents can save the Fire Phone, or should we just wait for the next one to come out? Is this like our... Is the Fire Phone available in any retail stores, or is it just available online? Uh, just available through Amazon. No, See, wait, I don't... you know what? No, I, I'm going to take that back. I, I feel like when they, they when they sell stuff, they do it, but only through... Yeah, let me check. You can keep talking while I do this. Um, I was just, just going to say, like, if if that's not the case, I don't think this is surprising. Because even if it is, I don't think they did... Uh, they pushed it enough, like with the ads and things. Um. So you think the advertising was an issue? Maybe, maybe, or maybe it's just not in stores, or I don't know. I, I, it's unclear to me why people buy phones. Yeah, I mean, but I'm pretty sure for most people, it's just they go to the store and they buy the one that the person tells them is cool. I think that's exactly it. I think people really yeah. underestimate how much the salesman or in-store person pushes the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, I feel like most people go to the store and it's like, okay, if you're not someone who knows, if you don't want an iPhone, it's like, well, what what's cool? And then like the person shows you, well, this one's cool. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I like I don't know. I feel like the fire that phone was never going to be the one that any of the people would pick as the one that's cool. I yeah. Know. I mean, I think I think the in-store perspective is important. It's one thing a lot of uh, Windows phone enthusiasts have cited as one reason why Windows phone hasn't taken off as much. It's because uh reps tend to steer people away from Windows phone towards other devices, but I think I think it's a really tough sell. I think just being a phone from Amazon may not be enough. Yeah. You know, for a and tablet, maybe, but... The, the, the other thing, I think, is that the unique parts of it, the things that are unique to that phone are much harder to explain than it has a big screen. Which is like, for some people, is like... For I feel like for many people, it's like, oh, it has a really big screen. I can I can see it. Like, that's all they need to know. It's like, okay, cool. Um, but, like, it's more complicated, like, to, to explain to someone who has no idea what is Firefly. Yeah, 3D right? head that's tracking, yeah. Right, right, right. Like, I I, I don't know what that means. Um, I, I'm not sure I know what it means still, to be <laughs> yeah, honest. Yeah, I, I, I think you absolutely nailed it. Um, and... I just I question if Amazon Amazon assumes that when people buy uh, like a Kindle Fire tablet, they're buying it because they love Amazon, and I don't know how true that is. It may be part of the equation, but I think it's mostly just because they're really cheap, decent tablets. Yeah. You know, and when you come out with a two hundred dollar phone that matches even a ninety nine dollar iPhone, or a Samsung giving away God knows what, you know, I I think it's a tough sell. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, yep, the nothing. <laughs> it didn't stand out for for the common man. No, and Colby speaks for the common man. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. not some hoity-toity Silicon Valley living technologist. <laughs> he lives in Boston. Yeah, <laughs> down by the harbor. I got out. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, all right, let's. How are we doing on time? We are doing fine on time. Why don't we move into the lightning round? Are you guys excited? All right, I I'm crashing, but I'm excited. All right, <laughs> well, hang in there. We're almost done. I've always wanted to do a lightning round, so we're gonna get through this quick. So the way a lightning round works is okay. is we've got a list of announced products. I'm gonna give you the name of a product and a short description of what it is. 
you're each going to have a chance to say a sentence or two about your opinion of the of the product, okay. and then give it give it a, a feels good or a feels bad, or some okay. kind of singular I'm, judgment. I'm good at that. That's... All right, you think you guys are ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's begin the light. I need like dramatic, like uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music. The lightning round. Uh, let's begin with Samsung. Samsung announced the Galaxy Note 4, the update to the Galaxy Note 3. What's new about it? That's uh, rather iterative. Um, highlights include a screen that's now quad HD. That's four for those of you counting. Uh, camera has more megapixels. The processor is faster, faster and the software is newer. Uh, it now has a fingerprint scanner and heart rate monitor taken from the S5. Uh, and the S Pen has been upgraded as well. 16 megapixel camera with image stabilization. Um, and that faux leather back everyone loves. Uh, so, guys, my question to you, are we excited for the Galaxy Note 4? We'll start with Dan. No. Why? Feels bad. You, you gotta Is it a... bigger? Is the screen bigger than the Galaxy Note 3? No, it's the same size. Uh, Just more HD. I Just more HD. More, more Ds. I... If you want a giant phablet, get that one. Yeah. Pretty reasonable. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's probably, I don't know, I guess it's good it's updated, right? Like, people, for people <laughs> like it. It's got more of a... things and bigger things. <laughs> yeah. Bigger numbers. I want them to make the screen bigger. I, <laughs> I'd be excited for that. It's like, it's <laughs> I like when I, it's like the last Super Bowl. <laughs> like, if you're, if it's not going to be the first blowout Super Bowl in history, then why even bother at this point? If you're not going to make the phone even bigger, why even bother? That is a great thought, and I couldn't think of a better way to end. We're going to move on to another Samsung announcement, the Galaxy Note Edge. It's the same Note 4, but this time with more screen. This screen wraps around the corner of the phone, giving you side controls uh, with the touch screen. Um, it's got basically the same internals as the Note 4. What's interesting is the software is specially designed uh, along with an... Uh, SDK to allow developers to create apps that utilize that sidebar, um, such as buttons you can push. Um, <laughs> so my question to you is, does anyone really care about a phone that wraps around the edge? Slightly. It's like, so. it's like, hey, I wanted my start menu back on my Samsung phone, so... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, <laughs> I think it's... Like... Android like already has that with the software buttons at the point. I don't know. Um, the thing I think it's really dumb because it's on the. I mean, unless you're left hand, like it's it's if you're holding the phone, it's useless. I think because it's in it's in like the worst possible place to touch it with your thumb. It seems like to me. Um, so I would say it feels bad. Another starring example of Samsung throwing it against the wall and watching it not stick. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, the Samsung Gear S. This is the latest in their Gear smartwatches. Uh, and this one, now packed with 3G. Uh, this does not require a connection to your phone. It can get cellular connection directly to the watch. Uh, it runs Tizen with the Samsung Gear Store with over 1,000 apps in it. It also has a tiny QWERTY keyboard and is gigantic on your wrist. Uh, Two-inch curved OLED display. Guys, uh, how are we feeling about the Galaxy Gear S? I applaud their audacity in having a QWERTY keyboard, but I can't find a picture of it. Yeah. I think it looks so funny. It looks like a, a like funhouse mirrored smartphone, like snuff, like squished down on a guy's wrist. I like it. Oh yeah, there we go. Wow. <laughs> How do you even use that? <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. so we I like mean, it. we like it for the audacity and the uh, the boldness with which Samsung has gone about it. Yeah, but it's like, not, it's, I can't think of a good analogy. No one should this. ever it's buy not it. Not boldly but... doing something good. It's like flagrantly doing something terrible and having <laughs> no regard for how terrible it is. How many? So so how many iterations of smartwatches has Samsung gone through in the last like six months? Is this like the 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 fifth one. You're you're anyway. actually pretty, it's the third. I, I was gonna say fourth because they did the gear, the gear two, the band one, and then this is uh -huh. the fourth that I'm oh, counting. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Go figure. And, <laughs> they're just 
they're trying real hard to get it right before Apple. <laughs> you can get it covered in Squarkovsky crystals, which is always a hoot. Oh. Right. That sounds expensive. Just like the Samsung Experience Store in New York. Yeah, covered in crystals. Also covered in crystals. Wonderful. Um, all right, let's move on. The Samsung Gear Gear VR. It's a portable virtual reality headset rig designed to work with your Galaxy Note 4. Uh, you strap it on your head, plug your Note 4 into it, and you'll be able to get that Oculus Rift-style virtual reality headset. Uh, it's important to note, though, it only works with the Note 4. Not the Note 3, not the S5, but the Note 4. So Not the Edge? Not No, and not the... Uh, not, uh, it, does, it says Note 4, so I'm going to assume not the edge either, Dan. Wow. It's that probably a, it's probably like a, a processor thing, because you have to render those two eye things at the same time. That's, uh... And in addition, Samsung is launching it with a demo experience of a Coldplay concert. So, uh, <laughs> get psyched. That sounds pretty great. What, what if, what if, here we go, here's my crazy prediction for the Apple event. What if they build up everyone to think that U2 is going to be in that white box, but then they get everyone in the white box and there is no U2, you just put on the Apple VR headset and pretend oh, that you're at a, a oh, U2 concert. You heard it here first. That's you heard true. it here first. I would imagine, maybe, I don't know, this is a little sidetracked, but like, what if they do something totally crazy? Like, what if it's like the Apple Google Glass or something that I don't know? Well, yeah, there's some rumors that say it's not a watch. Yeah, it's like a wearable. Yeah, like what? I guess my question is, if it's not a watch, what is it? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. It's yeah. mere hours at this point. I think, point. here we go. I just came up with this. This is going to be my quick, crazy prediction. Apple is going to announce a, an OS for objects like they did with CarPlay. Uh, that's going to run on refrigerators and stoves and air conditioners. And it's going to work with HomeKit. And they had to do the big box because they built a giant living room, kitchen, bedroom setup that they can mm -hmm. use to demo it in. That would be awesome. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, we got to continue with the lightning round. We got the LG G Watch R. You say that ten times fast. Um, this is LG's... So many content. Uh, their first circular uh, Android Wear watch. 1.3-inch OLED screen, which is the first mass-produced round display of its kind. Um, supposed to be an upgrade on the 360. Uh, however, this will not be released for a little while. Um. Yeah, I don't really have much more to add than that. This one looks a little more like an actual watch than a futuristic sci-fi thing on your wrist. Oh, so exactly. LG is on their second iteration of the smartwatch too in three months. Um, no, they compete with each other. I see. This is what's interesting about the watch concept, right? Is it's not a one size fits all. <laughs> to be a real watch competitor, you need the round one, the square one, and the rectangular band one. And I think once you have all three, you've got your stacked lineup. Mm. I don't like that watch at all. I think it has none of the things that are cool about the Moto 360, and it looks like a big clunky, dorky watch. <laughs> uh, not dorky is not the right word. Um, but it looks like a big clunky watch that I don't want to wear. It doesn't look like a future. <laughs> uh, that, that's fair. Uh, fashion critic Colby Ravity. I'm not going to fault you on that. Uh, what can I say? Well, here you go, Colby. Uh, Asus is telling you that they can make a pretty fancy beauty smartwatch. Uh, their Android Wear, the Zen Watch, uh, emphasizes style above all else. 1.6-inch AMOLED display, 4 gigabytes of storage, 512 megabytes of RAM. Um, but for them, it's all about the design. Running Android Wear and available for a mere 199 euros. Whoa. Um, Does that suit your fancy a little better? Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I still, I mean, the thing I like about the, the Moto 360 is that it's, like, practically, the display is practically, like, edge-to-edge. -edge. Like, there's no bevel. Um, and that's, that's what I think is really distinctive about it. Um, 
I think this is nicer than the that one we were just looking at it. The the L G A B C D E F G F. Awesome. Um, yeah, that it looks nice. I only one of the pictures it loaded in. Oh, there's the other one. Yeah, I mean, I I if. If someone was like given the choice, I would take that over over the the LG one. Fair enough. Or a pebble. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's continue with. Uh, we're going to backtrack to Motorola. They announced the Motorola Hint, which is a uh, tiny Bluetooth <laughs> earpiece. You can stop laughing, Dan. That you. That you... <laughs> I can't. It, it's what? now I'm going to make you really bust out because Motorola design chief Jim Wicks described it as an earable. <laughs> yep, uh, it's a tiny Bluetooth-enabled <laughs> earbud that's uh, designed to do things you do with earbuds. Um, <laughs> it, it's really designed to work with things like Google Now and always listening type. Uh, devices so you can do things like get directions and do voice searches, says Motorola. Um, it's comfortable and light. It gets it gets 3.3 hours of talk time, so charge it a couple times throughout the day. Um, and it has a sensor, so when you take it out of your ear, it turns off automatically. Can, can we admire the two the two men in the picture on this Verge article here and how different they are? But how they both look, in Colby's words, just as dorky. Like, the guy <laughs> in the left is clear deer in the headlights. And the guy in the right has sort of that, like, men's warehouse Calvin Klein <laughs> model look going on. But I, I, I bet that guy wasn't even wearing the thing. I bet they photoshopped it into no, his ear. Got, see, this is what you don't realize. The guy on the right is David Beckham. Really? I, I'm, I'm going to double check, but I believe that they got him... Uh, yeah, David Beckham is modeling the product. Uh, <laughs> yes. What does he do? Specs a lot. Foot, football? Yeah, yes, football. Cool. Uh, yes, what you're mentioning is 2007, Motorola released the exact same thing. Um, however, this time you can buy it for $149.95. So my question to you both, uh, have you already placed your pre-order? Yeah, I bought two so I can have one in each year. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's funny. Uh, uh, are we are we done yet? Are we done yet? Uh sure, Dan. Uh, yes. I guess I got the Sony ones. No, we don't have to oh talk. My God. Who cares about Sony? Actually, I think the Xperia Z3 is actually a very good-looking phone. I wouldn't buy yeah, it. I have, one of my friends in England had the Z2, and it was really cool. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about Sony is they actually make a lot of nice products. Just nobody ever thinks of them and they have no marketing presence. And But or in the U.S., you, where, I've never even seen one, like, even in a store in the U.S. Well, Do they even sell them here? Well, I'm going to see if this, uh, if yeah, they don't even mention carriers in this uh, announcement. I think that's yeah. the issue. Okay. Yeah. I will say their watch looks totally stupid, though. Oh, yeah, their watch. They went with the, the dongle in the rubber wristband option which t- i don't think ever is a is a good idea the band the e-ink band doesn't seem too bad if you're looking for e-ink yeah i mean i i feel like it solves some battery life problems that and you can use them with their walkman app so apparently that's a thing that sounds cool doesn't it uh okay all right are we done we are done all right, allow me to read uh, not the brand and not the line, but the model designation of all the products that we just discussed. Do it. X360, Hint, G, 4, VR, S, Edge, R, Z3. The Samsung <laughs> ones are like the Moto G, the Samsung Gear S, the LG Watch R, Sony Z3, like yeah. They do. The Z3, the like, that is a car. Was yeah. that a BMW? I uh, think so. Yeah. I think, I think my favorite has to be the LG G Watch R. Yes. <laughs> That's that has a, 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 like, the window, when it, when, 
what used to be like Windows Phone 7 something. I'll find it. Yeah, there are some really great historical product names that um, that got a little out of control. Samsung always has been a little aggressive um, with that. Oh, the old Motorola is the Motorola Razor Max Platinum Edition. Yes, yes. And they just keep adding adjectives. I like it. Yeah. I like I like that the Moto X is the Moto X again. Yeah, like- it does keep it simple. And I think it's a cool brand, to be honest. Actually, I think if you think about it, the Moto X, the Moto G, the Moto 360, I, they're actually relatively simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is still, they're like car names, though. What does that mean? I don't know. You guys Maybe. <laughs> so, um, let me ask, do you guys have picks this week? Oh. Hey, uh... It's a quick one, though. All right. Well, let's let's because mine mine's going to be quick too. Why don't we breeze through picks and then we'll end with some with a little Apple talk? How's that sound? All right. Yeah, that sounds nice. good. All right. I'm going to jump in first. I have two quick things. One, uh, I've said before on the show, I'm a huge Dropbox fan. If you are, Dropbox finally manned up, matched uh, Google and Amazon and all these guys offering cheap storage. The ten dollar a month option went from a hundred gigabytes to a terabyte. Um, which is excellent, finally matching Google. Um, and with that, in my opinion, I think you get a better experience with Dropbox than you do with Google Drive, at least when it comes to syncing files. So if you're interested, check it out. Uh, Dropbox now more affordable. The second half of my pick is not something I would ever buy or recommend anyone else buy. I think it's so fucking ridiculous that it absolutely deserves to be highlighted on the show, and that would be the TiVo Mega. Timo announced this today. How would you like to record three years worth of television? And that's not like record and then delete. That's store three entire years of television. That's the TiVo Mega. It costs $5,000. It looks like a like server-mounted you know, rack thing. It contains 24 terabytes of storage in a RAID 5 arrangement with swappable drives. That's 26,000 hours of SD footage. You think about that. That's three years, right? That's three years. It's got six tuners for simultaneous recording. Um, It is rack mountable. And uh, it costs $5,000, but it does come with a lifetime subscription to TiVo's service, which I think is nice of them to include. So, (laughs) you know, I don't know if you guys have ever, I've known people, um, my grandfather used to do this. He had walls of VHS tapes because he would tape stuff off TV all the time. Just dozens of tapes. If you're an obsessive compulsive television recorder guy, (laughs) the TiVo Mega is the wave of the future. Pick it up. $5,000. Uh, available eventually, and uh, with 24 terabytes. I feel like this is for, like, hotels or something. Oh, I'm sure there's a great commercial application. I just have to imagine there's some hoarder who's like, finally, I can have my house back and throw out these VHS tapes. I like yeah. I like that it's rack-mountable, because you can have, like, a farm, a TiVo farm, and you can record all the TV, like, even the yeah. TV that you weren't watching, so, like, in case you want to go back like a year and a half and watch that episode of House Hunters that you yeah, missed. The, the NSA of your personal <laughs> NSA of yeah. TV. Well, you think about it. I mean, The Daily Show and, and I mean, they pull clips from years ago. Imagine if they just recorded everything. This is great. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Uh, Dan, what did, uh, what did you want to mention this week? So I switched to T-Mobile uh, right before I left for the U.K., one of the reasons I switched to it was because they say, oh, you get free international data. Uh, and you do, and it's great. So I like, I got into Scotland. I At first, I didn't have... It said I had 3G, but nothing worked. And I was like, oh, well, so much for that. Then I realized I had to turn roaming on, which came with this big iOS warning about you will get charged a buttload of money if you turn this on. But I did anyways. And as soon as I turned it on, I got this text message from T-Mobile that was like, actually, I can read you what it said. Uh, but it was super reassuring, and uh, I don't think it was actually 3G. I think it was actually, like, Edge uh, all the time, because it was pretty slow. Uh, but it worked, and it was great. 
Um, where is it? Da, 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 da. Welcome to United Kingdom. Unlimited text included with your global coverage. And then another one. Unlimited web included as part of your global coverage. And then welcome to Ireland. Unlimited web included as part of your global coverage. It was great. That's awesome. Uh, I used my T-Mobile service mostly through other carriers throughout the month of August. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. At the cost of no extra money. And it just worked? It just worked. Once you turned roaming on, you got the message letting you know that you're not getting charged, and off you go. Wow. And it would even switch between carriers in the UK. So sometimes I'd be on Vodafone, sometimes I'd be on 3, sometimes I'd be on British Telecom. Uh, so maybe I was even getting like a better deal than someone who subscribed to just one of those. It was cool. That's a really neat feature. Thanks. Sweet deal. Well, uh, before we go, we've got a few minutes. Uh, anything more you guys want to say uh, in preparation for tomorrow's big Apple announcement? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I I think we have. Are we going to? Uh, are Are you going to try to do the live thing again, Sean? Uh, sadly, Dan, I have a job oh, now. Oh, that's right. You have a job. Uh, honestly, Dan, and I kid you not, <laughs> if I had vacation time, I might have actually taken the day off, but I didn't. Um, so, no, I don't think so. If I, if depending on how busy it is, I might do a little live tweeting on the Don't Panic account. Um, so, join in there. Uh, and you guys have access to the account, so I don't know. If you're bored at your jobs, uh, you're welcome to do the same. Um, <laughs> jump in. Uh, I'm going to be home. All right. Well, it, yeah, that sounds good. I don't uh, think my live tweeting skills are up to par, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it's certainly well, exciting. You're a prolific tweeter. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's certainly going to be exciting. We're definitely going to see some new phones, probably a wearable, definitely iOS 8, probably some Yosemite as well included. Um, oh, yeah. Do you think Yosemite will be available tomorrow? Have they, no. have they, like, finalized that? I think they've specifically stuff? said it'll be in October. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, What the best guess is that the October event will be uh, Max, um, maybe Apple TV, um, and if they... Do you uh, think we'll see new iPads tomorrow? I don't. I really mm. don't. I think they're going to wait. I think this announcement will just be iPhones, iPods, wearable. Because that's what they do every year. Right. Yeah. So I I'd be very surprised. But they've got a I lot would... of stuff to follow... Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they've got a lot of stuff for the October one too. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. that'll be big with Mavericks and and that's when the iOS eight will come out too, right? Uh, no, iOS eight should come out with the with the devices tomorrow. You really? Yeah, they always they always launch it with the uh, with the phones. Hmm. I feel like, but the phones won't come out until around the time of the next event. No, anyways. but iOS 8 will. You think so? Yep, right. I, I absolutely well, do. That's, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly think software is going to be a big point. We're going to hear a lot about HomeKit. We're going to hear a lot about HealthKit. Um, yeah. You know, assuming one of the big rumors is this wearable will have a separate app store, I think you're going to see a lot of developers on stage showing off their wearable apps. Um, so I, I think uh, software is going to be a, a big emphasis as well that sounds good um i would like to see new ipads tomorrow i i mean my my ipad 2 is getting to the end of its uh lifespan i think it's just really slow mm -hmm. um it mostly works i mean it works for what i use it for i guess so, so which my, is not a lot my question to you if you do replace it uh, are you gonna go the full size or the mini that's a question. I think I would go the full size because I don't take it places. I just use it on the couch. Um, so that's my tentative plan. But I, I, I don't think I'll be making a solid decision on it anytime soon. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, and I will say I have both of your full predictions uh, forever logged, um, permanently <laughs> recorded uh, 
included on our little spreadsheet here. We encourage all of you out there to join us, make your predictions. We're going to talk about them on next week's show, see who scored the highest um, and who did terribly, probably me. Uh, bit.ly slash Apple Launch is the link to enter, and anyone can enter, tell your friends. Um, we do this show Monday nights at our website, don'tpanic.io, um, and get the latest. Who knows? Maybe we'll live tweet tomorrow. Maybe we won't, but you won't know if you don't follow us. So uh, at Don't Panic <laughs> Show on Twitter uh, and Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show as well. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, RSS, and YouTube if you're interested in subscribing, and you should. Um, anything else, guys, before we send this one off to pasture? I don't think no. so. <laughs> well, I'll say it was good to have everyone I'm about to back. send myself out to pasture. <laughs> yeah, Dan's, Dan's uh, internal clock is uh, off a little bit, so... Uh, this is like 4 a.m. right now. <laughs> we'll get you to bed right now, in fact. Thank you, all of you, for joining us. We're going to be back next Monday with a jam-packed, full-on uh, crazy episode. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, this is Don't Panic. Until next week, I'm Sean. They're Dan and Colby. We'll see you next week. Good night. <laughs> This show is brewed fresh weekly by the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network. Get all our shows at our website, coffeeandbeer.tv.